You're listening to Girl Side Chats, a podcast for girls and women. From periods to politics, we boldly explore life on the girl side. I'm Vanessa L. Wild, your host and founder of Girl Side Chats. And I'm Heather Conklin, co-host of Girl Side Chats. Today we're talking about cyberbullying. You may have noticed a lot of conversation in the news recently about cyberbullying, and it is a conversation that I'm particularly uh, connected with as I'm a speaker for the San Diego Police Foundation here in San Diego, and I go into schools and talk to students, teachers, educators, and parents about cyber safety and provide tips on how to keep our kids safe. So today's conversation or podcast is not just on children, but really what is cyberbullying, what to look for, how to know someone might be experiencing something like this, what you can do about it, and we'll have a bigger conversation on uh, what we can do as a nation to, to kind of take ourselves out of being a country that is just so awful to each other. Yeah, there's just a mean thing going on. I mean, I think, you know, everything from, you know, I mean, the last election and, you know, online has just really gotten not very nice. Yeah, it's become a place where people just are are kind of freewheeling some pretty mean stuff. And there really isn't a remedy to that other than just being a nice, decent human being. So we are going to go over what cyberbullying is. We'll talk about that, and we'll go from there. Yes. So um, what is cyberbullying? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Good question. So cyberbullying, as defined in the dictionary, is a little different than we talk about it to to children, but basically it's using an electronic device, any electronic device. So like cell phones, computers... Any of Anything? It. If you have a pager, using your pager. Do people have pagers still? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really to be mean to someone, uh, harass them, humiliate, intimidate, or threaten. And the effects of cyberbullying are not always easy to detect. Okay. So what? How do you know? So some of the telltale signs of of someone being humiliated or intimidated would be if they are withdrawing from conversation, uh, withdrawing from usage on their cell phone, or being online. Maybe they've closed down their account for some reason. And children, you're going to see behaviors that mimic preteen, you know, moods and behaviors, which could mean they're um, weepy. Okay. Uh, where they, you notice a sense that they might be feeling powerless in some way and not knowing how to handle it. It could be where you walk into the living room and they throw their device under their, under the, you know, the couch or something. And it's not because necessarily they're doing anything they shouldn't be doing. They just may not want the parent to see uh, what's going on. So is there anything that's like, I mean, I guess the question is, you know, teens are moody. I I think we've all been there. I was certainly moody as a teenager. Um, But how do you know what's actually, you know, the effects of somebody being cyberbullied versus just that sort of natural teen reaction to stuff? That's a really tough question to answer with anything specific. My advice is always that the more you're connected with your children and the more they feel safe in having a conversation with you, you know, how was your day? Who are you talking to online? And if you detect that there's some anger or sadness or they're not kind of spilling it, that you know to go a little bit further. And as a parent, you can be armed with 
questions. Uh, student Children are often better in a responsive situation. So when you ask them, you know, have you ever been cyberbullied or has anybody ever been mean to you online, that the child is more likely to answer that kind of question. Hmm. For adults, it's it's a much harder much harder to see. I think a lot of adults just take themselves off social media. So if you know if you see a friend jumping off social media, it's probably a good idea to say, "Hey, what's up?" Interesting. So I guess the question is, what if the you know the child has you know doesn't have the best relationship with their parents, or they're just uncomfortable talking about this stuff with their parents? Is there somebody else that they can talk to? about these things. Yeah, I mean, ideally you want to create a situation at home where the children uh, feel comfortable talking to their parents. But around fifth and sixth grade, we get a lot of response that they don't want to talk to their parent because they're afraid the device will be taken away. Mm -hmm. The parents will overreact. I've had students tell me, my parents are going to stalk me if I tell them what's going on, or I can take care of it myself, or I should take care of it myself. They have Mm -hmm. a a responsibility. They, They feel this responsibility to handle it. So in the event a student doesn't feel like they can go to a parent or they're afraid of those things, finding someone who's not in a position of power, meaning someone who can't take their cell phone away, but can impart some wisdom, you know, a favorite aunt or an older sibling or a teacher they might be close with, a counselor at school, someone else. It could be a coach. So a lot of folks, you know, a lot of times kids are close with their coaches if they're playing sports. So just any adult that they're they're close to in their lives, just it's not, again, someone to talk to, correct? Yeah, it's someone to be able to go to and say, hey, I was online, someone called me a name, someone posted a rumor about me, I don't know what to do. And so someone who can answer that in a way that's helpful. So what do you do if you are, you know, told that somebody, you know, a kid that you know, um, whether it's somebody you coach or somebody you teach or whatever, um, you know, is being cyberbullied. Like, how would you handle it as an adult? Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome question. I think in terms of being the adult, it's really asking the child questions and learn, teach your, by doing that, you're teaching them how to have a conversation about what hurts and what they, and come up with a solution. So it's asking the student, you know, how does this make you feel? Um, what would you see as the solution to this? And a lot of times the kids, kids are really wise. They really do, uh, they really do know how to handle some of this stuff. So it's talking to them and, and asking them questions. And if you, as the adult really see that they're being hurt, obviously the adult has a responsibility to then tell a parent or a teach or, you know, law enforcement. So I, I guess I have two questions out of that. And the first one is, what would be the solutions that come from this? Um, is this something that, you know, back in the olden days, I guess when I was a kid, like you stood up to bullies? Um, or is that something because it's online and because everyone's in their own little bubbles at this point, um, if that's not recommended? No, it's particularly dangerous and futile to get into a spat with anyone online. If you guys have uh, read or kept up on the news, which it's hard to these days, but Getting into a, a an argument with someone online is like talking to a drunk person. It's completely ridiculous. They're, you're not going to win. You're not going to make a point. You're not going to get anything out of it. You're not going to change their mind. You're not going to change their mind. A, a bully is someone who, a person who's behaving like this is sitting behind their device um, and they are causing a lot of pain to someone without thinking about what that person might be feeling and they're not ex- they're not showing a lot of empathy or consideration that's not the kind of person that's going to you know change their ways because you said stop it so the best way to stop bullying is to not engage 
meaning you you stop connecting with that person and you block that person. So what do you do if you see them in real life though? So if this is somebody at school who's also stalking you online and doing this stuff to you online, like what do you do? It seems like, you know, you're sort of in a position of not wanting to lose your own power, mm-hmm. uh, but how do you sort of take that away from the bully? Well, here's the thing. As an adult, so I had a, some situations with being cyberbullied online being called a name. And the guy said, you know, Vanessa, you're an idiot. No one cares what you think. It was pretty traumatic. I was really upset for about three weeks. This guy was like a 65-year-old grandpa, and I could not believe how he was talking to me. And it was atrocious. And in that case, you just blocked that person. He wasn't on my friend list. Like, I didn't know him. I just blocked him, and I, I got over it. I have met someone who was very aggressive online, and I met this person um, in person after we had this exchange online, and I was super uncomfortable, and I've just blocked that person from social media again so that I don't, and I will never go to anything that this person is ever at. Okay. Like, ever. I will walk out the door. Wow. So just avoiding in in physical space as well, then, is that... The recommendation? That's a high recommendation for me. Now, that's not endorsed by law enforcement or anything. That's just my recommendation because here's the thing. What are you going to do? You're going to go up to that person and say, You're, you were mean to me? You know, they're just going to come back and be defensive and be like, I didn't do anything to you or that wasn't me or who cares or get over it. You know, it's, it's not a healthy person who's doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the best thing that you can do in that place is just ignore it. Now, if it's violent or it becomes harassing, if that person is kind of coming at you over and over, yeah, call law enforcement at some point. So the question is then, I guess, um, that gets to my next question, is is really, yeah, what can law enforcement do? What can schools do? It's really hard, Heather. It's like... There are laws that protect children to some degree. And there are laws meaning that schools can get involved in a bullying situation, whether it's in person or online, if it's affecting the student's behavior at school. Hmm. Unless something is violent or something is really over the top, law enforcement, you know, they should be alerted for sure. And they'll determine when they should step in. But the laws are tricky because... You're infringing at some point on free speech. Like in our country, it's one of our, it's good, but as you can see, like in the news, it's also kind of awful. People are mean, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, freedom of speech means for the most part all speech with very all few speech. limitations. Exactly. But there are, there are harassment laws. Okay. That can protect adults and children to a different degree. And so learning what those laws are in your state, wherever you guys are, we're going to post some links on, on Girlside Chats so that you can read up on the laws in your state. But it's it really varies by state. I know California has some laws that do protect um, schools. So it's, it's California and Oklahoma are two schools or two states with school-based laws. So we'll put that online so you guys can read up more about that. So that's interesting then. So it sounds like, I mean, again, like what we said at the beginning, you know, the technology is going to be always ahead of sort of where society is. Technology is moving so fast and culture and manners and decency are not keeping up. Yes. Well, that's what I'm trying to fix here. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I I think that that's what we're trying to fix, both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Having conversations and it's like learning how to be a decent person. Like, why would we even have laws about not being mean to someone if people were just had kindness and and goodness in their heart, 
you know, we wouldn't have to worry about what spewed out and how that was, you know, impacting and um, kind of and destroying lives in cases where you have nine-year-olds who are committing suicide. Well, I think part of it is just being, yeah, raised in an environment where we don't think of, we don't think of other people. Like we don't say, okay, that's somebody that we care about. That's somebody that we know. And even if we don't like that person, there's still a person, there's still something that we have in common. So mm-hmm. maybe that's one of the remedies is, you know, for parents, for schools, um, for anybody else who really works with this, you know, for, with the younger population and even with adults too, I think, you know, holding everybody to a higher standard um, absolutely, and recognizing that we have to be able to talk to each other. So even if we don't agree, even if we don't like each other, there's always going to be something that we have in common, whether it's, I'm a person, you're a person. Okay. We have something in common. If it's just that, you know, foundational, great. At least it's a starting point because when we recognize the similarities between each other or the things that we have in common, then again, it's not an, a me versus you. It's not an us versus them kind of mindset, which means it's a lot harder to hurt somebody else. If you're all sort of part of the same larger community or tribe. Absolutely. And that, that's what I call meeting people in their humanity is if you are behind a computer screen and you see somebody, um, you you see a political comment or you see something and you want to immediately jump down someone's throat and call them a a witch or this, that, or an idiot, or you you have that inclination to kind of fight and stand up for something, take a breath and, and recognize that who you're talking to is someone who is upset in their own way and going through something they might never had the perspective you have so they can't see things your way they might be a mom or a dad going through a really crap time and you don't know that and so taking a minute to think about what people uh, who's on the other end of your comments it's one thing to have a, a conversation and kind of call someone out on BS, mm-hmm. but it's another thing to shame them and humiliate them and call them names. That, that's not conversation and that's not standing up for anything. That's just being a jerk. Right. It's just one-sided. Yeah. That's just being a jerk. And so there's nothing holy or good or decent or nice about that. So it sounds like we have two, you know, pretty good recommendations and sort of, you know, what can we do to prevent or protect ourselves um, from cyberbullying or bullying in general? And the first one is, Okay, just, you know, talk to people, like be nice to each other, um, recognize that, you know, we're all in this together. Um, and the second one is is really this idea of, of meeting people in their humanity and recognizing that people are going through stuff and how we respond to that or how somebody else is responding to the pressure that they're under, we don't even know what those pressures are. And so what may be coming out may not necessarily be intended at the person it's directed at. It could be, you know, something happening at home, they're Mm -hmm. angry, they're mad, and they just don't have an outlet for that that is, you know, productive. Exactly. Well, and you know that when you're driving in your car, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but when I'm in a really good mood and someone cuts me off, I'm like, I'm just going to send you some sunshine and flowers or I don't even notice. But there are days where I'm rushed and I'm in a bad mood and I have cramps or my whatever, something's going on and someone cuts me off and I'm just like, rah, 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 rah. you know, like I just <laughs> stuff comes out of my mouth and I'm, 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 I can catch myself now and just go, I'm so, I, you know, obviously they don't hear me, but I just catch myself and say, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just, I know I'm in a bad mood and I really don't mean to send nastiness t- towards anybody, but We all have those moments, but there is a decency factor that seems to be missing from our conversation. We can have laws that protect children and we can put people in jail for speaking up. We already, there's, that already happens in other countries, you know, for being mean or or whatever, but that doesn't really solve the problem. And the problem is being kind to each other and recognizing, having some empathy and 
taking a breath and finding different ways to talk to each other. You know, one of the things you're good at, Heather, and one of your one of your passions is learning how to uh, engage in in dialogue that is allowing everyone to speak and. Even if it is conflicting, you have strategies that help people get through those conflicts. Absolutely. It's just, you know, it's something that I think we need to talk about these things. And, and what you're doing, too, with Girlside Chats, Vanessa, and what we're doing here on the podcast is we're, we're having those difficult conversations about things that maybe we were afraid to address um, with our, you know, significant others, with our girlfriends, with our parents, whatever. Um, and again, I think that that's, you know, kind of larger, you know, part of this cultural strategy, too, here um, as part of preventing cyber bullying um, and reducing the prevalence of that in society. It's really about figuring out how to have difficult conversations and talking about things that might just be uncomfortable. And and not reacting, not just calling names and, and freaking out on each other. And it, it reminds, you know, it makes me think uh, in this particular case about, for some reason, I'm going to jump a little bit, but when it comes to romantic relationships, cyberbullying and bullying exist within romantic relationships. Wow. And that can be really, really confusing. We talk about teen dating violence with the students. And, you know, what's the difference between caring and controlling hmm. behaviors? Interesting. Yeah, it's a really interesting topic. I'm glad we're going to be talking about gaslighting on our next podcast because this really is a great tie-in. And I want you guys to stay tuned for our uh, the more information on when that podcast will be going up live. But you know, behaviors that, that cyberbullying is a form of control. Mm-hmm. And when it's in a relationship, even as adults, it, it's what are you wearing? Who are you going with? What are you doing? And it's incessant. And sometimes even when you hear someone saying like, I love you, I love you, I love you, that can actually feel bad. Like it doesn't feel good. It could be someone just trying to prove something, right? So you say, can you be harassed and cyberbullied with someone telling you they love you and they care about you? Hmm. Well, yeah, it can feel awful if someone is coming from a place of controlling versus truly caring about someone. Interesting. It's confusing. (laughs) I feel like that's a whole nother conversation. Well, we'll talk about, yeah, we can, I'd love to talk more about that, but it does seem like a great lead in to um, uh, next week's podcast on cyberbullying, or or I'm sorry, on gaslighting, gaslighting, uh, because they are controlling behaviors that make you feel crazy. Yeah, no, this is all very interesting, and all of these things tie together, um, Mm -hmm. because really, yeah, we don't experience these things separately. They all sort of live together in their own weird universe. Yeah, they do. so, uh, and I, we want to just highlight too that that cyberbullying. We're seeing a lot of adults, uh, a lot of adults who would probably never think of themselves as bullies. But when you read some of the comments, like on a video, I remember reading a co- uh, seeing a video on Michelle Obama, and the comments were just atrocious. So trolling mm. is cyberbullying. Interesting. So when someone is just online just saying nasty names and comments, that's a form of cyberbullying. And that's very disempowering for someone. Fortunately, you know, folks who are celebrities, hopefully they have some uh, buffer between, you know, what the person is saying. Maybe someone else is reading and deleting. But just for every day, you know, if you're not in the limelight like that and you don't have someone buffering those comments, it can be devastating to hear people uh, or, or to be the, the a victim of someone's harassment or just nastiness. 
that's very interesting about that being, you know, trolling being part of cyberbullying. I hadn't oh, made that association. Mm-hmm. I, I know that, you know, when you interview sometimes with people who are famous, you know, they say, like, how do you deal with the nasty comments? And, and it's always, I don't read the comments. That's the answer. Yeah. So, so just don't read the comments. Yeah, exactly. So that's one of the tips to protect yourselves is to ignore the bully. Don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. Don't engage. Um, I always tell my students, don't try to be a hero and even stand up for your friends. Literally, it's like talking to drunk people. You're just never going to win it. So it's better to ignore, block, uh, disconnect from that person and know that Try to know that it, it really isn't personal. People can just be mean, and you don't know what's going on with them. They need just need to be freaking nice at right. this point. Well, they just need to sort themselves out first before they yeah, yeah. interact with everybody else. And I think that's a big part of it is just knowing who you are and surrounding yourself with people who love you and support you and, and hopefully make you feel like the best version of yourself. Absolutely. So I think we need a school of nice. We're working on that. That's <laughs> our next project. Well, not necessarily nice, <laughs> honest, but kind. Yeah. We're teaching <laughs> kindness. Exactly. That's our next project, Vanessa. <laughs> we have a lot of projects. We, we have a lot of projects. But in the meantime, if you have ideas, tips, stories, suggestions, things you want to talk about here on Girl Side Chats, um, hit us up. We will read your comments. <laughs> we will read your comments. We will respond to your comments. We'd love to hear any personal stories that you're up for sharing about your experiences with cyberbullying or any topics related uh, to to uh, what we're doing here at Girlside Chats. We really want to engage women across the globe in conversations related to topics that affect all of our lives, what it's really like to be a woman in this crazy wild world. And we will be going on Facebook Live on Friday this week to talk a little bit more about cyberbullying. So if you have stories that you want to share, um, you know, if you want to engage in conversation, um, definitely um, find us. We will be uh, Facebook Living probably about 11 a.m. ish on Friday. Standard time. Pacific Standard Time. So please join us. Um, We look forward to talking with you, and we will see you on the girl side. See you on the girl side.